You are now listening to EPT Podcast, an ongoing series of conversations with field experts in electronics design and engineering. This podcast is being presented by EPT Magazine, Canada's information leader for the electronics industry. I'm your host, Stephen Law, editor of EPT Magazine. Hello, EPT readers, and welcome to this podcast. Our guest for this installment is Missy Hall, Vice President of New Market Development at DigiKey Electronics, one of the largest electronic component distributors in North America and globally. Missy Hall has been with DigiKey for 16 years. In her current position, she leads initiatives, including the DigiKey Marketplace, fulfilled by DigiKey, and other programs, including PCB Builder and DK Red. Prior to her current role, Missy held a variety of positions within the company, including inbound sales, human resource learning and development, and sales operations. Well, based on the title of this podcast, I'm excited to hear Missy share her area of expertise with us. As we put our focus on the many challenges tech companies and component makers face when bringing their products to B2B markets. In order to be successful, electronic part makers of all sizes need to excel in many different and often complex areas of their business. Missy, thank you for being here. And maybe you can start by sharing with us some of the important elements to remaining competitive in the component supplier space these days. Definitely. And first of all, thanks for for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation today and sharing learnings. But to address your question, you know, there, there are really very various elements that that must be considered to not only be competitive, but definitely to be successful in a complex global environment. Some of these elements include compliance, there's global logistics, taxation, as well as sales and customer service at scale. And I really think most importantly, the customer and their overall experience. All of these are critical elements as we talk about being competitive in this environment. Among the hot topic items you identified is compliance, which I'm told includes two elements, product compliance and trade compliance. Can you speak to the difference between both? Sure. There are a lot of similarities between these, but but also differences. So if we take a look at product compliance, by definition, it really means that your product meets all regulatory requirements that apply to it. We see those type of requirements coming from different product regulatory agencies around the globe or specific environmental standards, such as REACH or California Prop 65 would be good examples of those. From the trade compliance perspective, it's a little bit different. By definition, trade compliance is an aspect of corporate compliance which ensures that all import and export transactions are compliant with the laws and regulations of all the countries involved. So definitely trade compliance focuses more on import and export, and we'll get into more of that as we talk about global logistics for sure. Okay, cool. So based on your experience in dealing directly with component manufacturers, who is responsible for conducting the necessary due diligence on the release of a new part into the distribution ecosystem? I would say it's both. It's a combination between the component manufacturer as well as the distributor. 
When we take a look at product compliance, as I said, it's definitely a partnership. And at DigiKey, we do a lot of work internally to ensure that we're meeting expectations of not only the supplier, but also the customer and ensuring compliance with the different regulatory bodies. We use a couple of different tools that, that are really key to allowing us to work at scale as we have a very solid onboarding process that consistently checks for a specific type of restrictions. An example of that would be hazmat requirements. And we also have an, an on-site group of engineers that are specifically dedicated to this topic and they perform independent ECCN and HTSUS classification on products. So those tools, coupled with continuing education, partnership and communication with suppliers, as well as communication with our partners in our various international offices throughout the globe, really helps us to be successful and compliant. So who is ultimately, who is responsible for educating the buyer on its compliance? Is that the role of the distributor or vendor or both? We really look at it as both. Like I said earlier, it, it's a partnership and responsibility falls with both parties. You know, as a distributor, we are a key component to the supply chain and we are typically that last stop before making a shipment to a customer. So a majority of that customer education, as well as potentially stopping product shipments if necessary, really does fall on us as the distributor. The other element I'd like to touch on here is really the customer responsibility. When you think about uh, post-compliance, so we, we make the shipment and product compliance after that shipment, that responsibility really does fall on the customer. However, we do our best as a distributor to provide the customer with as much product information as possible up front. You know, examples of that product information could be data sheets, part parametrics, the ECCN or HTS information. Ideally, we're giving the customer that information so they're able to navigate that import process successfully and, and smoothly. So we view that customer as a partner and if, issues do arise with that customer in their process, they typically are going to make us aware of those issues. And we really try our best to provide the information that they need in order to successfully comply with their government's requests and likely clear their shipment. At the same time, while working with the customer, we also work with the supplier and other internal resources to ensure that everyone in the supply chain is aware of the requirements and that all parties can adjust accordingly. So hopefully in the future, we wouldn't run into that same situation with a different customer. Are you able to provide our listeners with some examples of compliance issues that you may have dealt with in the past? Definitely. I can provide a few examples. In the product compliance space, you know, we've certainly had to make accommodations based on legal advice for different product regulatory agencies around the globe. Examples of those agencies would include the CE in Europe or the BIS, which is the Bureau of Indian Standards in India, as well as other environmental standards such as, as REACH or California Prop 65, which I mentioned earlier. So to ensure compliance with specific standards or agencies, 
We've had to turn off products for sale to various regions or countries around the globe due to those requirements in combination with certain products or technologies. From the trade compliance perspective, it's a little bit different, but when you think about that, a great example is the political climate between the US, China, and Russia. It's become increasingly adversarial over the past six years and has really resulted in numerous changes to US export and import laws that have impacted products that DigiKey carries. In addition to some of those regulatory changes, the 301 tariffs presented numerous challenges between suppliers, distributors, and customers, especially when they were first implemented. And I think that one of the, the main things that we've learned over the past couple years and through these various changing political climates and regulations is that having systems and processes in place that are highly flexible and configurable is no longer just a nice to have, but rather a core requirement for a global business that's operating in today's environment for sure. From what I understand, DigiKey manages around 10.3 million board level components from some 2,200 name brand manufacturers from around the world. How on earth do you guys stay on top of things and manage how to follow relevant laws in the countries you operate in and sell within? A great question, and it's really through a variety of different ways. First and foremost is dedicated resources to, to focus on compliance. You have dedicated teams that become experts in this space. Those teams and individuals are continuously researching, so they understand regulations, changes to regulations, and how they apply to the products that we sell. Along with that is very much that partnership with our suppliers and the component manufacturers that we work with. We definitely rely on legal counsel in a lot of instances, for sure. And one other thing in, in this space that I really wanted to touch on is when you think about traditional trade compliance, really one of the attractive values that DigiKey brings to component manufacturers, especially the smaller to mid-sized suppliers or those that maybe haven't traditionally sold their products internationally is that DigiKey does have that large team of in-house classification and export professionals. Those individuals are supported by systems and have had the experience of reviewing millions of products and export transactions worldwide, destined to over you know, 180 countries around the globe. So when DigiKey becomes a, a distributor partner with the supplier and we purchase that product for resale, we really take on that responsibility of validating the classifications and those export restrictions. We take on the responsibility of filing any necessary paperwork and also ensuring that customers are aware of potential requirements that, that may be in place. So that in conjunction with you know, our world-class logistics, customer service, and accounting, it really means that by partnering with DigiKey, the supplier doesn't have to have that same level of staffing and technology and expertise that would otherwise be required to support a large-scale operation of selling their products globally. We like to think of it as our suppliers, like our customers, they're creators, they're builders. 
And by partnering with a global distributor like DigiKey, who can get your products where we need to get them, as a supplier, you get to focus on what you excel at, which is really designing and building the, the components and tools that the world needs. Well, no question about that. And a nice segue to where I want to go next with this conversation is anyone sourcing a component these days understands uh, global supply chain issues are suffering greatly on many levels, and most signs show that the worst is yet to come. Uh, what are component vendors and distributors doing to help minimize the supply chain challenges imposed on designers today? Yeah, another great question. As we all know, that the challenges are, are great today. And when I think about some of the things that we're doing to try to minimize the impact of those challenges, first and foremost is we're providing more options for our customers and design engineers. How are we giving our customers options as far as providing more products from more suppliers? And along with that, we're including information related to direct substitutes as well as cross-reference information. Our goal is to really provide our customers with options, give them the information and part data around those options, and let them choose what will work for them. So that's one way. Another way that, that we're helping to minimize risk is allowing the ordering and scheduling of product for future shipments, which helps to secure inventory for customers. Now that doesn't necessarily help in the design phase, but, but definitely can be a benefit to customers when it comes to their production and production planning. Okay, so I understand there are many steps required for a global part supplier to deliver its finished goods to the end user. And this includes filling out the correct import and export paperwork. Maybe you can provide us with some insights to some of the difficulties faced by component makers when it comes to this aspect of doing business and maybe even share with us who's responsible for the task. For sure. You know, as, as a global shipper, you have to understand what's necessary for export, not only out of the country you're in, but then also what's responsible for import as that product comes into the customer's country. As a maker of components, you know, some of the difficulties that, that you face in this process is not only understanding the regulations, but understanding the necessary paperwork and what information is required on that paperwork. And some of those examples include the classification of products and having the right ECCN or HTS codes on, on your documentation, the applicable product descriptions, terms of sale information, which really indicate who's responsible for what in the transaction, as well as any necessary governmental filings. So those are some of the challenges. You know, obviously partnering with a distributor like DigiKey, we, we do this all day long. So, so we handle a lot of that for you. Another resource as far as, you know, where can you go if you're looking for more information on this, Definitely your major carriers such as UPS and FedEx, they're great partners and they do have a lot of resources and information available on their websites, which can assist companies in that process for sure. I think in this space, one of the key considerations is it's critical that the customer and you keep the customer and their experiences front of mind ensuring that everything needed for import into a specific country is provided so that there are no clearance delays to the customer. 
Because at the end of the day, if something is missing and there are problems with that export or import process, the customer will, is the one that, that pays the price with typically a delayed shipment. And that's where being proactive and doing this right really benefits your customer and their overall experience. I'm guessing the distributor plays a particular role in alleviating these stressors on component makers. Does it make a difference given the markets they serve? Not necessarily. You know, I really think that partnering with the right distributor, it does help to alleviate many of these stressors as the distributors already established and, and they've proven themselves related to global logistics and understanding what's needed in this process. And they likely have dedicated teams to focus on these items. So it, it, it definitely alleviates a lot of stress on the component manufacturer for sure. Now, is the impact of these supply chain issues any more daunting to startup manufacturers other than to uh, an established OEM? What's your experience been? You know, my experience has been that although the issues are the same for either, whether you're talking about someone who's established or an, a new startup, they're likely going to be more challenging for a new startup manufacturer. You know, typically, your established OEM, they have more experience, they have some brand recognition, as well as likely more resources, both financial and people resources, that they can leverage. So in most cases, the issues probably aren't as daunting for them as they would be for a new startup trying to launch their product off of the ground into a, a global market. Another point you've indicated as important includes the costs of global shipping, as well as understanding terms of sale, which you refer to as INCO terms or ECO. Uh, INCO, you can explain further, but uh, basically how important are these factors in establishing lower costs and transparency? They're very important and definitely another piece of the, this whole global logistics that, that we talk about. The first one, you know, when you, when you look at shipping, cost is key. And from the customer standpoint, the lower the cost of shipping, the better. As a component manufacturer, if, if you're talking about shipping directly, depending on where you're shipping, depending on your shipment volumes, those rates are going to vary with carriers. The benefit of partnering with someone like DigiKey that has very large shipment volumes globally on a daily basis, there's established carrier relationships, likely um, are, are going to have better shipping rates that you can leverage as a supplier and then we pass those on to the customer, which at the end of the day, it, it's a better experience for the customer and they're gonna be more inclined to purchase that product. So global, the cost of global shipping is definitely a consideration. The other piece of that is understanding the, the terms of sale. And INCO terms is what that's referred to on a global basis. But basically INCO terms means just understanding who is responsible for what costs associated with that transaction or that shipment. So you have shipping costs, you potentially when product is being shipped from one country to another, there could be duty, there could be taxes, there could be additional clearance fees. And those terms of sale really call out who is responsible for paying any of those fees that may apply. And it's really key to not only understand that, 
but how do you effectively share that information with the customer at time of sale? So you're transparent and the customer understands that based on these terms, I am going to be responsible for any of these fees, or, you know, maybe it's the distributor as the, the shipper, but at the end of the day, we want to avoid delays to the customer and you don't want any surprises at time of delivery where the customer was thinking that the distributor was paying this or the supplier. And then all of a sudden they learned that no, they're responsible for these fees. So transparency to the customer in that process is key. Yeah, so I guess paying attention to these issues will lead to improved customer experiences and ultimately increased conversion rates and sales. Can you provide our listeners with more details to those conversion rate sales? For sure. You know, we know that cost of shipping is a key consideration for many customers in, in their buying process. And we also know that the lower the cost of that shipping or even potentially free shipping, the more likely they are to purchase. So the lower you can get that cost, the more likely the customer is to actually purchase the product, which leads to improved cart conversion rates. I think the other piece of that is really understanding, as I mentioned earlier, the terms of sale and the customer journey, because ultimately if that's clear to the customer and they understand that, that's gonna help the customer with coming back to you again for repeat sales and really help improve that customer retention. So it's the conversion up front, but then making sure that the process is smooth for the customer and they're transparent in their understanding of who's responsible for what, which ultimately helps with customer retention. Now, there are many hurdles faced by electronic component manufacturers of all sizes. This is especially true when providing their components to a global audience. Can you describe the importance behind paying the proper taxes to follow relevant laws in the countries suppliers operate and sell to? You know, ensuring tax compliance is critical. From a global perspective, it's understanding individual country tax regulations Within the U.S., there's that responsibility for understanding individual state requirements. And it's not only understanding the, the regulations, but then having that mechanism to collect and remit those taxes to the applicable country or state. So that piece is critical. It's also important to keep in mind that it's not just about being compliant. But it's also factoring in that, that B2B customer experience and their expectations in this process. So for example, if you look at US customers, for example, many of them are tax exempt for, for a variety of reasons. And to effectively support these customers, you need to be able to manage and honor those exemptions at the order level. And that's what customers expect. And that's what someone like DigiKey does. You know, we understand that we're able to manage those exemptions for customers. So that's just a, a great example of how you tie in the, the customer experience and their expectations along with, with the compliance piece for sure. Can you speak in regard to some of these challenges and how they directly impact the supply ecosystem? Definitely. As a global you know, as global e-commerce continues to grow and B2B businesses, B2B customers are becoming more digital, 
which definitely those changes have been happening, but I think that they've been accelerated by the pandemic as we've seen. It's easier for companies and their purchasers to source product globally. It's never been easier than, than it is today and will continue to be in the future. And as this trend continues to grow, country regulations continue to change and they're evolving as individual countries are trying to figure out and ensure that they're collecting their fair share of taxes as e-commerce is crossing more and more borders. I think that these complexities will continue to increase and electronic component manufacturers will have to find ways to navigate through them. And one way of doing that is partnering with the distributor in order to do so. At the end of the day, those selling product to B2B end users, such as designers and engineers, want to make sure their customers are happy and satisfied with, the, with their purchase. Uh, what are some of the most important factors to keeping a smile on the customer's face? And I, I'm speaking specifically to them getting the correct part, specs, brand, these types of factors. For sure. We have to keep a smile on the customer's face. And, and some of the most important factors to doing that is, first of all, the ability for the customer to find the product they need and at a reasonable price. You know, searchability is key and having the, the product data, including the parametrics, having product photos, data sheets, giving the customer all of that information so they can not only find what they're looking for, but be confident that it's the right part to, to serve their needs. The other piece is timely delivery. You know, when a customer orders something, they, they expect that that product's going to be delivered in a timely fashion. And they also need a clear understanding of delivery information at time of order. We talked earlier about some of the supply chain challenges in the market today, and, and they are reality, but that's where we need to make sure we're transparent with customers and customers understand if I'm buying a product, what is that delivery information for that product? When can I expect to get that? The other thing that I think is really important from a customer standpoint is just self-service options. We talk about digital and e-commerce. How do we provide self-service options to customers that are easy for them to use? When you think about people and purchasers, engineers, whoever it may be in B2B businesses, they bring their expectations from their B2C experiences into play. You know, their expectations from their own personal consumer experiences and shopping online. And in order to keep customers happy, we really need to be able to provide these same or some of these same experiences in their B2B purchasing world. How important is it for component suppliers to demonstrate a strong digital presence, especially in this global market we're all living in? It's more critical now than ever. You know, there's the continued move towards digital and the pandemic has accelerated it. And it's definitely reinforced the need among component manufacturers and other organizations. To be successful, you know, there's the, there's the need when we talk digital, it's not just a strong e-commerce or web presence, but it's also the ability to support other digital channels that B2B customers are utilizing for integration with their own systems. Some of those examples could include EDI integrations or leveraging different APIs for direct quote or order connections. Those are, those are 
definitely, um, we, we see those continuing to grow and becoming more and more a piece of, of what our global customer base is asking for and expecting when we talk about a digital engagement. And certainly DigiKey being a global company, I mean, your website itself uh, is very engaged with the customer, with uh, various different markets. Obviously, you're translating content and providing local language support. Can you maybe expound a bit on uh, the support services you extend to the customer there? For sure. Those are definitely key considerations when you talk about overall global success. You know, the first piece of that is really localized websites with translated content. You need to ensure that the necessary content is translated and customers can find what they're looking for on your site when they're searching in that local language. It's not only about just the translated content on the website, but it's also local teams as needed to provide sales and customer service support. You know, depending on the level of capability on your website, you likely need local language support in order to facilitate that next level of interaction with customers when they need it. Another key consideration is local currency. When you talk about being a global company and B2B businesses, in many, many cases, they're going to want to transact in their local currency. You know, you definitely deal with your global companies that are multinationals, and a lot of them do transact in U.S. dollar. But to be successful and grow with others, you have to have that ability to support local currency in key markets or countries. I'm not going to say that you have to support every currency in the world because that's probably not real feasible or practical, but definitely in key markets to enable that growth with your customers. And one other consideration that comes to mind along with that is payment and the options that you offer to customers. When you think about your global customer base, you want to be offering open accounts with payment terms to those customers. It's a must-have when you talk about B2B. But it's also recognizing and understanding that there are either regional or specific country payment methods and options that customers need or utilize. And the advantage of partnering with a distributor is they already likely have that understanding and are established and set up offering some of these local options to customers in specific countries. And how do you measure the success of a website and how often do you confer or connect directly with a customer on its usability? There's definitely some key metrics that, that we watch to, to take a look at and determine how successful is a website. Some of those key metrics are, first of all, your search metrics. Are customers able to find the product that they're looking for on your site? Once they find that product, another metric to look at is their add to cart rates. So once they find the product, are they actually adding that product into a shopping cart? Once they add to a cart, that the next thing you can take a look at is their conversion rates. Once they have the product in the, part, are, are in the cart, are they actually completing that checkout process and submitting the order to lead to that conversion? And then finally, that the last piece is really the customer's rate of return or that retention rate with the customer. So they've purchased from your website once. If you are successful and if they've had a good experience, odds are they're going to come back and they're going to purchase again. So that's another key metric that we want to watch for. As far as 
customer feedback related to usability on the site. You know, there's a few different mechanisms that we have in place to gather that. First of all, a lot of customers provide feedback directly on the website, that there's opportunities to provide feedback throughout. And that feedback is routed into a specific dedicated customer experience team that will address the feedback, share accordingly, respond back to the customer, depending on the type of feedback. We also receive a lot of customer feedback through our sales and customer service support teams. And again, those individual teams have an avenue to, to funnel that feedback accordingly. The other piece where we really get a lot of customer feedback is a customer insights panel, where we have specific customers that we work with. And as we talk about usability on our website or potentially introducing new features and functionality, we will take that to, to those specific customers across the globe and actually get their feedback and insights before we implement changes on the site. So those are just some of the things that we measure and then those mechanisms for getting feedback from customers. Okay. Can you provide us with an example of marketing the vendor's product to the right or wrong audience? If you've had any sort of examples there that you've had to kind of backpedal on? For sure. You know, I think talking about marketing right first is really understanding who is the audience for the product and ensuring that that product can be sold to that specific audience in, in whatever country or region or location you're talking about. You know, an example of that going wrong would be trying to market a product that's not able to be sold in a given country or, or region. Maybe it's because of a specific compliance issue or regulatory issue. In that case, you want to make sure that you're not trying to market that product to customers in that region because Ultimately, it's not going to be a great customer experience if at the end of the day, they, they think that they can purchase something which ultimately can't be exported or sold in that country or region. Well, clearly, all of these challenges can be very daunting to designers because the industry moves so quickly and supply chains are increasingly global in nature. Obviously, it's advantageous for suppliers to work with a global high service distributor that can handle the more complex pieces of selling and shipping products around the world. I think DigiKey's track record kind of speaks for itself and the folks in Thief River Falls, Minnesota continue to deliver on all accounts. And that's a good thing too, as this ultimately frees up designers to focus on what they do best and that's creating new and exciting products. Missy, before I wrap up here, do you have any further comment to add uh, to our conversation? I just want to say thanks for your time today and really just close with, you know, at the pace at which the world is moving, including the pace of digital transformation among B2B business, and as that continues to accelerate, there are challenges with bringing products to these markets. But I really feel the time to act is now as a component manufacturer, you can't afford to miss out and taking actions now to form the right partnerships with someone like DigiKey and really establish your business at a global scale will set that foundation for continued growth and expansion in years to come. Well, this has been real fun and very informative. I would like to thank our guest, Missy Hall, Vice President of New Market Development at DigiKey Electronics. Thank you for joining us, Missy, and thank you to our audience for listening in. Until next time, take care.